Hi, church family. I'm so glad that we have this ability to connect online. We're about to go into one of our messages and I pray it blesses you. If it does, make sure you share it with a friend and, and share the love around. Make sure that you click like or subscribe so that you don't miss any of our messages that we upload weekly. And jump in the chat so that we can connect. Even though it's virtual, let's make sure that we connect. So sit back, enjoy, and I pray that you're inspired and blessed. Father, as we come around the Word this morning, I ask for your anointing. I ask today that hearts and souls would be touched and renewed in their faith. Be renewed in their faith with you, Lord, your power to forgive sin, your power to set us free, and your power to liberate. So, Father, today, as we minister this word, we just pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. I never thought my head would ever be bumped by anything ever. I thought I was too short for everything. <laughs> From the day of Adam, that hard, cruel day, when sin entered into the heart of man, and man was cast out of the Garden of Eden. Men have, women, people have battled. They've battled with rejection. They've battled with fear. They've battled generation after generation after generation. For the Bible said, we're all dead and trespasses and sin, all of us. None of us were righteous, no matter how hard we worked, no matter how good a life we lived, we always battled with this thing called sin. We battled with fear, rejection. No matter how hard we tried, we couldn't over, overcome this obstacle, that this barrier, this shield, that stopped us from entering into the presence of God. Generation after generation was passed down. Generation after generation, sin has gone from one person to another, to another, to another. And the wages of sin, the scripture says, was death, spiritual death. So there was a yearning in the heart of man. There was a yearning in people's lives, just like you and I today, mums and dads raising children. Young people thinking about their futures. Older people wondering what's gonna happen after I draw my last breath. And this fear entered into the heart of man. And man was separated from God. Man driven by passion, driven for acceptance, driven by anger, driven for justice, driven for survival. Battled with the betrayal of friends, driven by the regrets of the past struggling around the world, blind, confused about the future, bound by addiction and fear, ashamed and lost. This was the state of man. And today without Jesus Christ in your life, unfortunately the future looks the same, doesn't it? But maybe you were there, I was there, and I battled and you battled. For the Bible says, the wages of sin is death, not physical death, 
But you know, friends, there, there is a death that's worse than death. There is a life that's worse than death, and that's the life of not knowing God. That's the life of not knowing an eternity with God. That's a life of not being set free from sin. That's a death that's worse than death. But the Scriptures say in the fullness of time. See, something that we celebrate today, a Good Friday, that was a planned event from God. God planned it. It wasn't a surprise that Jesus went to the cross. It didn't catch God off guard, off, off guard. But in the fullness of time, the Bible says that God sent His only begotten Son. In the fullness of time. It was planned from the day of Adam. Everything that happened on Good Friday was a planned event. We need to know that. It was planned. It was God's plan of redemption for people just like you and for I. Thank goodness Sam today is in heaven. But he's in heaven today not because Sam was the closest friend you could have outside of Christ, but he's there today because of this thing here. He's there because of this and the choice he's made to come. Because friends, before this here, there was a lot of good people in the earth just like Sam, who were people of faith. The Moses, the Elijahs, the Elishas, the Noahs, the Jacobs, the Caleb's, those who had received the vision from God, who would never give up, no matter what the odds were. No matter what the odds were, would never give up. Monday, I was with such a man, Sam, beside his bed, and I saw a Caleb. He said to me, Dan, what do you see? Very confronting question. Dan, what are you looking at? And all I could say was, I see a man of God. I see a Caleb, I see a Joshua. I see an Isaac, I see a Jacob. I see people who have a faith and one unrelenting, unrelenting, un, 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 what's the word? Not making an excuse for that faith. And no matter how dark the darkness got, still saying, no, Jesus is my healer. And men just like him. But the problem was for those men, unlike Pastor Sam, this hadn't yet come. It's one thing to say you have faith. It's another thing to live it. Would that be right? One thing to say you have faith. It's another thing to live it. And live it in the face of death. For my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. So when we look at this cross, we're not looking at a, a lovely piece of golden jewelry that we hang around our necks. For we've turned it into something of jewelry. 
But it's not that, friends. It's, it's not jewelry. It's not, it's not even, in the, in the days of Christ, it wasn't even a sign of righteousness. It was a sign of death. And this today is a symbol to us all that for whoever will believe on Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is what we do. This is, the, this is the difference between the men of old before the cross. Men with a nature like Pastor Sam, doggedly not giving up, standing firm on their faith, in the face of whatever, like a Shammah, standing in the field of lentils and said, come on, devil, give me the best you got. Because what you've got today, we can say, can't defeat this. Can't defeat it. Hallow high water, it can't defeat it. The cross. But this is a symbol of sin. It's an instrument of slaughter and it's an instrument of death. That's what it is, so that you and I have not got to walk through that same place. It's an altar of sacrifice dripping with blood and dripping with the blood of the sins of us all. That's what this is. And when we gaze upon this, this is the key to open the door to eternal life for those who would believe. It's a place of forgiveness. It's a place of acceptance no longer do you and I have to battle to be loved and to be accepted by our Saviour? X marks the spot. The cross marks the spot. It's the spot on which we can hinge our faith around. It's the spot that guarantees you and I a place of acceptance and love. It's a place of power. It's the doorway to a better world. And it's the instrument of our salvation. Jesus went on the cross. He didn't go there. No man was strong enough to nail him there. No man, no nation, no army had the power to put him on that cross. He went there voluntarily. And he could have come down off it at any time. He, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a victim. But he allowed himself to become one so that you and I never had to be one. He never sinned. But he allowed himself to become sin on this altar of sacrifice so that you and I would be free from it. There's a beautiful scripture in Isaiah. And I'd like to read it to you because it really outlines it. It's Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes, we ourselves are healed. 
we're healed. And I know there's lots of questions this morning. There's lots of questions that's running around in our hearts and in our minds. And that's all right. As Pastor Mike said the other week, you can ask God a question, but don't ever question God. And today we've all got those questions, but God, we prayed. But God, we've got word. Well, I'll tell you something this morning, what I believe. This Pastor Sam is healed. He's whole. And those prophetic words that were spoken over his life are still in the spirit world. And because we see in part, we believe in part, we know in part, we are yet to see what God's going to do with those prophetic words. We are yet to see. And I know the questions we all ask. And some of the questions why there's no answer to this tide of eternity. This is where our faith. And Pastor Sam this morning, stay in faith. Stay in faith. Come on, stay in faith. He's still the King of Kings and He's the Lord of Lords. And He's the Creator. He's the Forgiver. He's the Justifier. He's, he's all things to all needs today. That's our Creator. That's our God. That's, that's the Saviour that went to this cross. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one in our own way. And Jehovah, or the Lord, has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. As we view this altar of sacrifice here, it was all put on Him. He said, He, he said, I see, this is the ultimate story. The one who knew no sin. The one who never hurt another person. The one who healed the sick. The one who walked the water. The one who turned the loaves and the fishes. The one who fed the multitude. The one who said to the woman around the well. Whatever, the one today who, who created and creative miracles. That one, he said, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Lay the rejection on me. Lay the fear on me. Lay the anger on me. Lay the unforgiveness on me. Lay the bitterness on me. Lay the sin as much and whatever you can do. Lay the murders, the rapes, all of those unjust. He said, lay them on me while I'm up here. Put them on me. And today those words still ring out for every one of us today who come to this place here of the cross of Calvary and say, Jesus, today I lay it upon you. Lord, I lay my fears. I lay my questions. I lay my doubts. I lay the bitterness. Lord, the resentment. I lay them on you today upon this cross today. And say, Jesus, today take them, take them, take them, take them, take them, take them, take them today. And friends, He will. He'll voluntarily take them because this was the ultimate sacrifice. We're going to come around communion in a moment and we're going to celebrate this cross. We're going to celebrate the fact. Hey, friends, please. I know Pastor Carolina and Sam and their family would say to everybody who stood in the gap and prayed our little hearts out, and cried the tears that we've all cried. 
I know they would say, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for standing there. Thank you for believing in there. Thank you for the words of encouragement. They would say that. But today I want to tell you something. I want to reassure your hearts that Sam today is in the place of glory. It says this in John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now finished. Hey, hey, get this in you. Jesus was no victim. Knowing that all things were now finished, knowing that all things were complete, knowing that His ministry was complete, knowing that it was finished, that the Scripture might be accomplished, said, I thirst. And there was there a vessel full of vinegar. Talk about dying with a, with a sour taste in your mouth. We often say to people, you know, who are going through a hard time, they're grumpy. Oh, you've got a bit of a sour look today. Well, Jesus even took the sour the bitter taste into his mouth, the ultimate. So they put a sponge full of vinegar and hyssop and brought it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, every part of his body was touched on that cross. He didn't allow one part not to be touched. The scriptures even say that God turned his face away. And Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? He took our rejection. He consumed it. He took it upon himself. Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, said, it is finished. And he bowed his head, gave up his spirit. But he said, it is finished. It is finished. How about we all say, it is finished. It is finished. Come on, the rejection is finished. The battle for acceptance is finished. The fear of death is finished. The fear is finished. The scripture says in in John chapter 3 that Christ must be held up like Moses held the servant so that whoever would believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life.